Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey everyone, Tim McMaster here along with our MLB.com Yankees reporter Brian Hoke. And Brian, we're going to start our positional breakdowns here on the podcast this week. We'll handle a different position each week as we work our way from now until spring training. A little over a month to go until pitchers and catchers report. They report a little early this year because of the World Baseball Classic. Um, Before we get to the catchers... Let's talk about some news and notes around the Yankees. You have a story uh, on Yankees.com right now uh, about Luis Severino focusing more on flexibility instead of bulk heading into 2017. Obviously, coming off a great 2015, I guess he showed up at camp a year ago and, and he had really hit the weights in the offseason. Was this kind of uh, told to him heading into the offseason that this is what we want you to look like as far as body frame goes? And from what you've heard, as he kind of stuck to it? Yeah, it's uh, something that uh, was relayed to him via Larry Rothschild, the pitching coach, and the Yankees strength coach uh, at the tail end of last year. And, um, you know, it, putting connecting the dots now, it, it is interesting. Uh, I did notice that Severino was a little bulked up uh, last spring. Didn't really think anything of it, but clearly this is something that the Yankees investigated and, and talked to him about. And, um, I mean, you're searching for reasons why his 2016 performance was so drastically different than 2015. Uh, could this have been a contributing factor? Sure, it could have been. Um, but really what, what the Yankees want is for Severino to get back to that form he showed in those 11 starts at the end of 2015 when he was so promising. And uh, a lot of that we will be getting back to his fastball command, uh, trusting his changeup again. He, he really strayed away from the changeup, became more of a fastball slider guy, and against the major league lineup, especially the second and third times through, uh, that just wasn't going to work for him. So it could be any number of things. It could be a sophomore slump. Uh, maybe hitters around the league had a better idea of what to see. But if this was something that maybe contributed to his lack of fastball command, uh, maybe he was too powered up for the changeup, uh, certainly something that they've looked into. So Severino, he's active on Instagram. He's posted a few videos working out uh, down in Dominican. Uh, looks good to me, but uh, I think uh, when you see him on the mound in spring training, that'll that'll really start to tell you the true uh, test of whether or not it makes a difference. And what a big difference this Yankees team uh, could make to this Yankees team if Severino is, is more 2015 than 2016. Uh, Brian Cashman this week also spoke saying that chances are Brett Gardner staying a Yankee, that there was some talk early in the offseason. He got a lot of calls about Gardner, didn't really like anything he was hearing, and, and that's kind of quieted down, which I guess 
makes a lot of sense. But here we go again, Brian. Brett Gardner spends the offseason in trade rumors and spends uh, opening day as a Yankee. Yeah, um, you know, I, I must say I'm a little bit surprised that uh, Gardy's going to be in spring training with the Yankees this year. But, uh, again, we've been through this before with him and, and seen it. Um, there's a reason that teams around the league are interested in him. He, he plays a, uh, a very good left field. He won a gold glove this year. Uh, could play center field. Can hit the top of your lineup. Uh, he's on an affordable contract. But uh, as I feel like we've talked about uh, several times, it, all those reasons are why the Yankees value him and, and are happy having them on the roster. So uh, I think that if somebody came with a deal that made sense, the Yankees would still do it. But at this point in the offseason, I think once you get past the winter meetings, and Brian Cashman was talking about this yesterday, uh, teams generally have an idea of what they're willing to part with in a trade. And, and if, if somebody really wanted to blow the Yankees' doors off for Brett Gardner, they probably would have done it already. So uh, they're, they're happy to have him. Uh, they're going to plug him into left field. Um, maybe have him hit leadoff, maybe not. Um, they're they're going to think about breaking up him and Jacoby Ellsbury. But uh, one way or another, Brett Gardner is going to be in the lineup again for the Yankees, and it's the only team he's ever played for, and uh, that's going to continue to be the case. All right, let's move on to the catchers here and and obviously the catcher when you talk about the New York Yankees in the upcoming season is going to be Gary Sanchez he kind of uh took the job and ran with it in 2016 what an unbelievable rookie season um the Yankees were confident enough in Sanchez that they traded Brian McCann to the Astros in the offseason so here we go the Sanchez uh era is is underway um are there any concerns about Gary Sanchez or did he do enough in 2016 Brian, that the Yankees are just fully confident that this is going to be the guy for this next uh, rebuild of the Yankees and hopefully the next title run? Well, I really hope so. I mean, you're talking about your number three hitter, your starting catcher. Uh, that's a pretty important piece for your uh, your team. And, uh, you know, at this time last year, we were talking about Severino earlier in the, uh, the podcast here. At this time last year, the Yankees were absolutely sure that Severino was going to be a stud and he was going to fit in the rotation. There was really no question about it. And then you see what happened. So could he regress? Certainly he could. But I, I think that the bar is set incredibly high for Sanchez. I think that people need to temper their expectations a little bit. This is not Babe Ruth uh, coming out and he's going to hit 50, 70 home runs with Barry Bonds or anything like that. I, I think that he got incredibly hot. He was on a terrific hot streak. He may catch a few more of those. But – uh, I think that what you're going to have here is one of the top five catchers in the American League, probably uh, a guy who throws with a rocket arm and, and calls a good game, blocks the ball well. Uh, all these things are positive, and that's why the Yankees were willing to give up on Brian McCann and, and cash him in for a couple of prospects and save some salary, which they then reallocated to Matt Holiday. But I, I think that when you're going to have Sanchez, Holiday, Greg Bird in the heart of that lineup, I, I do agree with them that. They should be able to get more offensive production than what they got last year out of Alex Rodriguez, Mark Teixeira, Brian McCann. Uh, I think that this team should score more runs, and Gary Sanchez is going to be a big part of that. How do you expect him to – I mean, obviously he already handled the pressure. I mean, you talk about pressure coming up into to play for the New York Yankees is enough pressure as it is. But um, it was later in the year the team was kind of out of contention, although they worked their way back into it a little bit there with the run they went on. But now he's the guy. Um, from what you've gotten to know him a little bit, how will he handle all of that? I think well. I, I think that uh, this guy has carried himself like a professional all the time that I've seen him, and, and that includes in spring training and early in his minor league career as well. I know that uh, they, they talk, Yankees people talk about 
a turnaround in this maturity that started probably in the beginning of 2015. And it coincided with him having a family and, and beginning to realize the responsibilities of his job. I mean, it, it was bigger than just him. And, and that's, that's kind of an off-field glimpse of what Gary Sanchez has grown and done. But, you know, Yankee fans have heard his name for so long because he was signed as a young free agent, as a teenager, and given millions of dollars. But uh, let's not forget, he's, he's 23 going on 24. I mean, this kid has a long future ahead of him. Uh, it's a very bright future. I think that uh, you, you saw, obviously, the best of what he could be going forward. Um, you know, I'm not clearing the spot in Cooperstown for him yet, but I think that uh, I'm in, interested to see what he can do to follow up on that very impressive rookie campaign. Um, obviously, you know, he spent two years in the, in the majors, uh, two months in the majors, and finished second in the rookie of the year voting. So I think that that is just a small slice of what Gary Sanchez can do. I think that on and off the field, he's, he's got a good demeanor about it. Um, I know the Yankees are very impressed with his ability to learn English. I think that's important as well. Um, that's obviously not just communicating with the media, which he still prefers to talk in Spanish with the media, but uh, with his teammates, with managers, coaches, uh, all those lines of communication are open. So I think that uh, you're, you're looking at a hard worker here and uh, somebody who's going to be the face of the Yankees for years to come. You mentioned the turnaround, and, and it is kind of fascinating because I think people forget that a few years ago the Yankees had kind of, I don't want to say written off Sanchez, but they had certainly kind of, they were down on him until that kind of clicked. And you mentioned the maturity and everything, and, and it's been all uh, full speed ahead ever since. Um, and it seems like that's where he will continue to head. All right, Gary Sanchez won't catch 162 games. The Yankees have Austin Romine, which is a good guy to have. Uh, he 62 games a year ago. He's obviously limited in what he's going to give you offensively, but he's a, a solid guy that's been a backup um, throughout his career for the most part. Who else is in the mix? If something should happen to Gary Sanchez or Austin Romine, um, who would be the next guy to step up and, and catch for this team? Yeah, I don't, I don't think Romine's a uh, guaranteed lock for the backup okay. job here. Uh, the Yankees are pretty high on Kyle Higashioka, who uh, has been in the organization for a few years. He's been in Major League Spring Training, but more as just a guy to catch pitchers. Uh, you know, early in camp, they have so many pitchers in camp. But uh, we've gotten to, to know Higgy a little bit and seen him. Uh, the bat has finally caught up. Uh, he's, he's a little old to be considered a prospect. He's 25, 26 years old now. Um, but he's on the 40-man roster. He, he, the offense is coming. He's started hit for a little more power. So uh, that was really the final piece. They knew he could catch and throw. And uh, that's kind of the situation that Romine was in as well. Uh, Romine's been in the organization for a long time because of his ability to catch and throw. Uh, the bat has started to take some strides. He really had some good at-bats at the big league level. Uh, obviously, didn't get a whole lot of playing time, especially when Sanchez came up. But uh, Romine showed enough that the Yankees feel confident that they could shed Brian McCann, go with Sanchez as a starter, and, and probably have Romine as a backup catcher. But I think Higashioka is going to be knocking on the door here. And, uh, he's a name that I think Yankee fans are going to want to know. Um, I, I do believe it's going to be a legit competition in spring training. So uh, don't don't write in Austin Romine yet, but I would say he's probably the favorite. And Higashioka can start the year at AAA, and uh, you'll probably see him in Yankee Stadium at some point this year. Well, we love competition in spring training. It certainly keeps things interesting through the month of February and March, so that'll be something to watch. And, of course, Gary Sanchez and, and seeing how just how good he can be after an unbelievable a uh, couple of months as a rookie campaign for the Yankees. Great stuff, Brian. We'll work our way around the roster as we get closer and closer to spring training. 
For Brian Hoke, I'm Tim McMaster. Thanks for tuning in to MLB.com Extras, our Yankees edition. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.